0: Hello, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C. As always... Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome back to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C. as always, and in today's episode, the Mavericks take down the New Orleans Pelicans in impressive fashion, 108-92, to 92, and all the players contributed in this one. So, as we get into this game, let's just say this is one of the games that we can look back on and say it was a great team effort in this one Mavericks got contributions from basically every single player in the lineup and it definitely helped to uh, gain a little bit of momentum for this team now moving forward as now the Mavericks stand with a record seven and three and look really really good right now. And things are just starting to come together for this team, and that is a great thing. As we look at who did what, we know who leads the way for the Mavericks. And in this one, again, it was Luka Doncic leading the way with 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists uh, in 33 minutes, going 10 of 21 from the field and two of five from the three point line. He also added in one block and one steal in this game. I mean, Luka just fills up the stat sheet night in and night out and now holds the record for the Mavericks for most points scored of 20 points and five assists and five rebounds. You can't say it enough. Luka has managed to take that record away from Dirk and it took Dirk 21 seasons to achieve that record and Luka has done it in now his fourth season season with the Mavericks if that doesn't tell you how special of a player this guy is I don't know what does because we all know how great Dirk was and is still at this point but even him for all of his accolades and all the things that he did did not achieve 20 points and five rebounds and five assists all that often Luca seems to do it on a nightly basis, which is why he now holds that record and When you look at the guys who contributed in this game, it's only gonna go up from here if this team can play like this and have everyone hitting their shots and playing together as a team because the ball was flying all over the place with pretty passes, not just from Luca but from Jalen Brunson from. Tim Hardaway Jr., everyone was contributing in the assist category tonight, and you really can't expect much more from this team. If they're going to play like that and and have the ball flying around all over the place, it's just a good thing for this Mavericks team. Now, when we look at the starters and who did what other than Luka, Tim Hardaway Jr. was right behind him with 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists of his own. Going four of five from the three-point line. And that's kind of what we expect from Tim Hardaway Jr. Don't get me wrong. He's going to have a lot of nights where his shooting is not where we uh, want it to be. Because he is a streaky shooter. As much as we don't want him to be that, Tim Hardaway is a guy that's going to give you uh, a huge night here and there. And then he's going to take a couple nights off. That's just his MO. That's what we knew we what we were getting when we paid him. So that's no big surprise there. But when you look at Kristaps Porzingis, he played 26 minutes tonight, had 12 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists of his own, went 3 of 8 from the 3-point line, and also had a block. So not impressive overall numbers from Porzingis, but as long as he's active like he was in this game and and really looking for his shot and not just deep 3-point shots... I'm happy with it. I'm fine with Porzingis not going uh, crazy scoring all the time as long as he is active in our lineup and looking to help the team out there. And he is a guy that can change the game in more ways than just his offense. He is a guy that can give you some defensive prowess. Now, don't get me wrong. He's always going to get pushed out the way by bigger guys, but he can defend the paint against some of these smaller guys, forwards and guards who are driving to the rim, Porzingis can change those shots if not block them on most occasions. And right now, he does look really active for us and that's what we want to see from him. Since coming back from his uh, five-game hiatus due to injury, Porzingis has really looked a lot more active and and looks to get under the three-point line a lot more. He's being aggressive, trying to get to the rim. And if he's not getting to the rim, then he's trying to do uh, probably a little bit more dribbling than we want him to. But still, he's trying to do some crossovers and, and do pull-ups from inside the three-point line. And now I'm more than excited to see that from him. If he's going to continue to do that, then that can only be uh, a good thing for this Maverick uh, lineup, especially for, as far as the starters go. Dwight Powell... There's not much you can say about him. He did do some pretty good rebounding in tonight's game for the Mavericks. Powell ended with six points, eight rebounds, and three assists. Uh, he did try to chunk up a couple of three-pointers tonight, but went 0 of three. So nothing uh, too impressive on that side, but he did have a steal. I, I'm i not a fan of Powell anymore at this point. But then again, when you look at who our centers are, you're not getting a very big contribution from Willie Colley-Stein. Boban can only play limited minutes, and Moses Brown is a guy who is still a project center. He's a guy that is going to take a little time to develop into what we want him to be as MAV fans. I know people get upset and ask, why don't we see more of him? Well, he's just not there yet. He's not at a level where he's going to really help this team. He's not good at setting picks. He's not a really uh, pick and pop type guy. He's pretty much strictly a pick and roll and rebounder, and he still needs a long way to go as far as uh, being a big contributor for the Mavericks in that regard. So Dwight Powell is just the best center currently on this roster, as sad as it is to say. If this Maverick team ever wants to truly compete, they're going to have to make a move at the center position to improve at the trade deadline because you cannot go into the playoffs with Dwight Powell, Willie cauley and Moses Brown as your potential starting, if not Uh, main centers playing most of the minutes in the playoffs. You're going to have to get better in in that position. But tonight, Powell did a decent job. He fought with Valachunas all night long on on the rebounds, and you got to give him credit for that because Valachunas is the best rebounder in the NBA at this moment in time. He's averaging 14 rebounds per game. So to have Powell in there and get eight rebounds of his own, fighting with Valachunas, You can't really expect much more from him than that. And he gave you his all. He gave you some hustle out there, which he seems to always do. But to be able to compete with a rebounding big like Valachunas, you got to give Powell at least some credit in this game. When we talk about the starters and the guys who I still want to see probably out of the starting lineup, we got to move on to Dorian Finney-Smith, who in this game played 30 minutes Only gave you six points, two rebounds, and two assists, along with two steals. Now, you got to have more from that position than what Dorian Finney-Smith is giving you. And the guy who I think is on the roster can do that is Reggie Bullock, which I'll get into here momentarily. But as far as the starters go, the guys played well. They played well together, and they really just did everything that we could would hope to see from the Mavericks starting lineup with the exception of Dorian Finney-Smith not being able to make some three-point shots in this game as he went uh, two for four from the three-point line. 50%, not bad. But again, only getting six points from Dorian is not what you really expect from your starter. But of course, when you got Luca leading the way, who is starting to be a lot more aggressive in first quarters, which he was in this one, Luca was looking for his shot early When he wants to drive to the rim, there's not very many uh, guards or even forwards for that matter that can stay with him or guard him when he's trying to be aggressive and get to the rim. In this game, he attempted to do that early and often and it paid off for Luka as most of his points were scored in the first half. He didn't have a huge second half, but that was okay because who we're going to talk about here in a second, the Mavs bench crew that came through in a big, big way and we'll get into those guys Right now, coming in after the break. So, when we talk about the bench and the bench crew for this Mavericks team, you cannot go anywhere without talking about their number one guy off the bench, the guy who has been such a steadying hand for the Mavericks right now, and that's Jalen Brunson. Brunson in this game played 31 minutes, scored 17 points with 4 rebounds and 6 assists. In this game along with one steal. That's what you need from Brunson on the night in and night out basis. And I believe that's what he's going to continue to do. He looks very good. He looks impressive out there right now for the Mavericks. He is finding open guys. He did a beautiful behind the back flick to Porzingis for one of his three point baskets in this game. And it's just nice to see that kind of play from Brunson. He's looking to be a little bit more creative now when he's pushing the ball up the court and finding guys um, open uh, for this Maverick team right now. And that's just really, really what the Mavericks need because you need a guy like that who can fill up the stat sheet other than Luka, who's always trying to assist to everyone. And if it's not Luka assisting, then normally we don't get a lot. Brunson this season has really stepped up his game. And of course, it does not hurt that it is a contract year for him. To have him go out there, be aggressive, scoring the ball, and also finding open guys and being very creative, it's just another facet to this team that makes them a lot more dangerous. Now, I will say, as I said a moment ago, there are a few moves that need to be made in this Maverick lineup if we are going to be a true contender in the Western Conference. And Brunson is definitely starting to show that he can be that starting guard next to Luka. Now, we all know they're going to be a little bit of a liability defensively if you have both of those guys on the court at the same time, but hey, we're in the NBA now where offense is paramount, and if you can outscore your opponent, you're going to win pretty much on every night uh, in the NBA right now, and between Jalen Brunson and Luka, you have a pretty dynamic duo at the guard positions that can really create and score themselves to create a pretty powerhouse backcourt. Now, will they go back to Brunson being in the starting lineup? Probably not, because he is that punch coming in off the bench that you kind of have to have, because other than Brunson coming in off the bench, you don't have a whole lot of scoring, with the exception of the guy that I would love to see in the starting lineup over Dorian Finney-Smith, and that is Reggie Bullock. Bullock in this game played 21 minutes, had 12 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 assist, going 2 of 3 from the three-point line and 5 of 7 from the field overall, and also had a block. He is a guy that I believe should be in the starting lineup because he is a good defender. So you're not giving up much when you're replacing Dorian with Bullock on the defensive side but you gain a lot more versatility on the offensive end because Bullock can shoot the three-pointer at a very high clip, and he's good in the mid-range as well. And that's something that Dorian just doesn't seem to have, or if he does, it's something that he doesn't ever show because he's always just trying to jack up a bunch of three-pointers. But in this game, to have Bullock out there being a contributor, coming in off the bench, along with Brunson, it's a good thing to see out there right now. Those guys are meshing well together, and it can only bode well for this Mavericks team as we move forward. Another guy off the bench who I have talked about a couple of times now, and I really did not expect coming into this season that I would be talking as much as I am about Frank Ntilikina coming in off the bench. He is a guy who seems to be pretty savvy with the ball in his hand. He's a guy that can create. He's smart when he has the ball. He's become a pretty good shooter in this Mavericks team right now, which is impressive to see because in this game, Matilekina himself only played 18 minutes but had nine points, three rebounds, and two assists along with two steals. That's what you want to see from a guard coming off the bench, especially one who can play pretty good defense the way he can. He's not just a, a, a throw-in piece when he goes in out the court, uh, coming in off the bench. He is a guy that really can contribute. He really can create for this team and find open guys. He is a lot more savvy with the ball in his hand than I expected. Now, I didn't get to see a whole lot of him in New York, and I'm pretty sure not very many people did, but he's getting an opportunity here on this Maverick team, and he's really kind of showing out in his minutes out there for the Mavericks, and it's kind of... A big surprise uh, for what we got because we just didn't know really what to expect with him. And it's been a pretty pleasant sight to see him creating out there because he is a good passer. And, and it's just what you want to see when he comes to the bench. So just between those three guys there alone, between Brunson, Bullock, and Tilakina, you had great offensive proficiency and then you have great defense coming in with Bullock and, and Frank Tzilekina. This is something that's going to help this Maverick team moving forward, and and it's only going to get better because we have a few guys on the bench who just haven't really found their way as of yet, one of them being Sterling Brown, who was a 40% shooter from the three-point line himself last season with the Houston Rockets. He just hasn't found his way um, so far with the Mavericks right now. His shooting is stone cold, and... We expect him to probably get that going a little bit as the season progresses because he took three three pointers today in this game, but didn't make a single one. So um, Sterling Brown needs to, you know, get his shot going and whatever it takes for him to wake up on that side, you know, we're willing to give him the time to do it because he's not a bad defender in his own right. He is a guy who sticks his nose in there and is willing to compete on the defensive end. And if you're not going to be hitting a lot of three-pointers right now, it's the least you can do is contribute on the defensive side. And against this um, New Orleans team, who was a little shorthanded because, you know, Brandon Ingram did not play for them, which is their number one guy, Um, and along with Zion Williamson as well, who I should probably say maybe is over Ingram, but... That's to me is kind of debatable because I believe Brandon Ingram is probably an overall better player at this point than Zion Williamson. Zion can score in the paint, but he's not a shooter and definitely not a three-point shooter shooter like Ingram is. So he's a guy that uh, needs to be in the paint for him to be really efficient. But again, even with them being shorthanded, our Maverick team did what they had to do and took care of business. Bobon came in and played in this game, played eight minutes, scored four points, and had an assist, and that's just what you expect from Bobon coming in off the bench. Willie Colleystein got a little bit of a run, played five minutes, but just gave you two rebounds. Again, he's not the guy that we really were expecting to have this season. I kind of expected a lot more from Willie last year and this year, and he just doesn't seem to be um, what we hoped he would be. I thought he would be a better rebounder and just have a little bit better touch around the rim. But it just hasn't really manifested itself last season or this season the way I would have hoped he would have been. But it's alright. You know, as I said, we should make a move at the trade deadline to attain either a center or a forward to put this team over the top. Because right now we are looking good. We are sitting at third in the Western Conference after 10 games into the season, now having a record of 7-3 and three and looking really good. Luka himself, too, is not having to be as ball dominant as we've seen in recent years. And his numbers show that. Luka's not averaging 30 points a game like he was in past seasons because he is deferring a little bit sometimes to Jalen Brunson and Frank Ntilikina, And that's a good thing early in the season. At this point... 10 games in, for Luka to not have to overexert himself, I think that's going to be paying off big dividends for the Mavericks come playoff time and the latter part of the season. If he can turn it on later and become a little bit more ball dominant at that point, then I'm perfectly okay with that because right now, this Maverick team is playing the way we want them to play. And their shooting is starting to come along. Early in this season, everyone, Luka, Porzingis, (laughs) you name it, top to bottom, our lineup was having a lot of trouble shooting. But in this game, the Mavericks shot 51% from the field, 40% from the three-point line. And it's just starting to go up. Now, the one thing that is a little concerning when you look at this Maverick team right now, and something that is kind of blowing my mind, is the free-throw shooting, I don't know what we got to do. I don't know who our free throw coach was back in the day, but we need to call that guy and see if we can get him back because the Mavericks right now in this game shot 62% from the free throw line and are probably shooting about that average for the season right now. It's not great. Luca still needs to work on his um, free throw shots because his point will only go up per game. If he can get his free throws going and uh, you know, this whole entire Maverick team just definitely needs to work on those three-point shots. Now, again, the Mavericks are one of the best rebounding teams in the league, and that's something that we probably thought we would never say about our Mavericks, especially with this lineup. When you look at our guys, we're almost undersized at every position with the exception of Luka. Luka is the only big guy at his position we have out there on the court, yet the Mavericks are one of the best rebounding teams in the league and out-rebounded the Pelicans in this game 46 to 39 it's something that is starting to become a habit for these mavericks and that is a great thing because rebounds lead to extra possessions, which lead to more points which usually converts over to wins and that's a good thing for this maverick team last season we know <laughs> how it was on rebounding it was a uh not very fun to watch us get out rebounded and just beat up on the glass on most nights uh, uh, during the regular season and even in the playoffs against the Clippers last year, but now we've kind of turned that around, and you got to credit Kid and his mindset change for this entire team. Everyone can say whatever they want to say about Kid because it's still funny to me to see in you know uh, chat rooms and and social media and everything else how everyone's still still really down on Jason Kidd, saying he's not that good of a coach. I can't really say that in all honesty, because Luca seems to respond to him. You always see kid talking to a lot of the players throughout the game, and it's converting into wins. This is a team that is going in a totally different direction than we were the past 10 years, 15 years, however far you want to go back. We are doing things in a completely different way this season, and usually you go through a little bit of growing pains when you change everything up the way the Mavericks have this year, but in all honesty, they actually are starting to look pretty good, and they're starting to put a few things together, and on the defensive side, they give a ton of effort now. Was that because they just didn't want to play for Carlisle anymore last season in the past few years? Probably so. Can kid relate to some of these players in a better way than Carlisle could? At this point, 10 games into the season, I have to say that's probably a good chance. Because this Maverick team, as I just said, are now sitting at 7-3, 3rd in the West, and still growing as a team. So, when I hear people talking about this Maverick team and saying, well, they're still not looking that great. To me, I find that as a super win for this Mavericks because if you're not playing great and you're still sitting at seven and three, then that is a big, big positive and something that we can look at as they have a lot further to go to reach their ceiling. And that makes us just that much more dangerous as we move forward into this season. So another win for this Maverick team now sitting at seven and three and looking to continue their winning ways. Now, they do have a pretty tough matchup coming up on Wednesday night against the Chicago Bulls, and we'll see how our team does at that point against one of the better teams in the league, and then we can gauge probably a little bit more of where we're at at this point in the season. But another win, 108-92. The Mavericks are on a roll, so let's keep this thing going on Wednesday night against the Chicago Bulls. So, That's going to be it for today's episode, Mavs fans. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.